Welcome to the Focused 15 podcast. I know that life is busy, filled with demands and distractions that make it difficult to keep first things first. So together, we'll dive deep into the Bible, find truths to apply to our moments, and learn to thrive in our everyday. All it will take is 15 minutes. Hey there, welcome back to the Focus 15 podcast. Today we're going to be doing part two of the everyday prayer conversation. This was a conversation I had with Laura Williams, Heather McFadden, and Francie Winslow. And it was really just a power-packed, filled uh, 38 minutes, which I've kind of divided into two podcasts. So this is the second half of that conversation. So I hope you enjoy it. And um, just also wanted to mention that if you are not already subscribed to my Grace Notes, um, there's some pretty big news coming up. So I would love for you to be a part of that. That's kind of where all the, the, if there's news to be had, that's where it comes out. And we've had some exciting uh, some exciting things happen in regards to the studies that will be coming out January 4th. So I'm really excited to tell you all about that. So you can go to katieor.me and click on um, the grace notes and you can subscribe there and get just news and different personal updates and stuff like that from me. So I hope that you'll join me there. So thanks for listening in and enjoy the show. We have a question in the comments about, um, how do you become effective in your prayers? And we got a question earlier on Facebook that said, do you think prayer can be as simple as just a conversation with God without the bells and whistles? Does he hear those the same as the on your knees speaking spirit type prayers? And I think that and a lot of different, both of these questions, as well as lots of different forms of this question is asking this, the same question of does God hear Every prayer. Does he hear my everyday prayers, regardless of whether I'm standing up, sitting down, writing it out? Sin, you know, if, if, if I'm in the middle of a bad attitude or a good attitude or if I've not been to church in a year or if I've mm-hmm. been to church every time the door opens, does God hear my prayer? And you mentioned, um, Francie, you mentioned that, you know, praying scripture. And one of my favorite, favorite verses on prayer is First John 5, 14 and 15. And I think this answers all of these questions. And it says, and this is the confidence that we have toward him, God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the request that we have asked of him. And so whether or not God hears every prayer, you know, I believe he does, but does he answer every prayer? We know that that's not true because we've all prayed things that have not come true. But what these what these verses tell us is that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And where do we know God's will from primarily? From his word. And so as we see things that he tells us to do in the word, then we know we can pray for those things. So if I'm having a bad attitude towards my kids, I know that God's heart for me and my relationship with my kids is for me to show them the love of Christ. So if I pray, God, give me the love of Christ. Give me that love for my kids. He's going to answer that prayer. So what would you add to that, Heather? I think the question effective, you have to say, well, what effect are you going for? For you mm-hmm. to have an easy life, for you to get exactly what you want, or effective in that you want um, to connect with God, or mm-hmm. um, you want to be more spirit filled. Like, what effect? What would make it effective in your mind? 
for it to work, mm-hmm. um, like you were saying. And I think one thing I've found too with studying the Holy Spirit is there's a verse that says the Spirit will groan on our behalf. Yeah, so even if, eight. if mm-hmm. we don't know yeah. the right thing to say, or we're in such a bad place that we just can't even go to God in some ways. I think that turning to him and then allowing the spirit to groan on our behalf and take whatever jumbled attempts we have, the spirit is, in, is listening in and um, mm-hmm. can communicate for us. But I also think exactly what you're saying, our hearts, when we delight in him. So I think that part of our prayer includes worship and adoration. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm studying Revelation with BSF. And so yeah. we we're just going over like, how worthy is the lamb and how they're just bowing down and praising God. And I think when we're yeah. in his mm-hmm. presence, we can't do anything, but, and I think when you're in his presence, you're humble and all of your like selfish desires kind of melt away. Like it doesn't yeah. become self-centered prayer. It becomes yeah. all about him. And then he'll give you the mm-hmm. desires of your heart because your desires are in line with his desires. And so Absolutely. I think after confession, Having adoration, I mean, I think confession, then adoration and Thanksgiving, but I know that the Mm acts way has adoration. Anyway, Mm -hmm. but I think that like getting at least at some point acknowledging he's holy. I think all those acronyms and stuff like that are fun. And even with Bible study tips, I think those type of things are helpful. And instead of looking at them as the last time I prayed or I'm going to sit down and pray now and I got to get all these steps more. Think about it over the last year, Mm. over the last month, over the last week as an evaluator of what are my prayers mostly? Is it mostly just adoration, which would be great. I mean, we will adore God for the rest of our lives, you know, but yet we know that we prayer is ordained for us to be a part of because that's how God's will comes to earth through the prayers of his people. And that's all over scripture. And so we also know that we must, we get to petition God. And so instead of, I I think they're very helpful acts and all those different, all these words that we're throwing around petition, adoration, all these things are very helpful and they are great components of our prayer, but don't ever feel like if you don't get all those components in, in one sitting that it's ineffective. It's more of an evaluator to look over a certain point of time. And are we missing the boat somewhere? Are we forgetting a certain element and a certain piece of God's heart? Well, and I think another clarifier is when you talk about everyday prayer, I, there's certain so- times of my day I have set aside that are for me to like really fill up, like so that it's mm-hmm. his overflow in my day. And then there's like yeah. throughout the day that's a reconnection, just like a date mm-hmm. night would be with my husband. So we yeah. can really be on the same page and I can s- assume the best of him. <laughs> And then uh-huh. it's like a checking in, a text here, a text there, a little conversation there that keeps yeah. us connected. Yeah, um, that's a great point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, um, let's look specifically at what does praying scripture look like for you? So we've t- we've thrown that around a little bit. And I know Laura had hoped to share a little bit about that. So what does that look like? Okay, we know that if we pray according to his will, that he will hear us. And that also that... The spirit, even when in our weakness, as it says, that he will intercede for us because he that searches hearts, God who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the spirit. There's unity there. God sees our hearts. He sees the spirit in us and the spirit knows the will of God. So he prays for that. But we can facilitate those prayers through claiming promises in scripture. So what does that look like? You go ahead. For you. Anyway, can you hear me? Okay. Okay. So um, I will say that one of my very 
favorite and most transformational elements of prayer has been as I read the word, instead of looking for intellectual knowledge about God, I look for what his character mm-hmm. is like. Mm-hmm. And one of the most fundamental parts of his character is that he is good. Mm-hmm. And um, the reason I bring this up is because I mentioned how I felt for a while. Like I, I didn't know if my prayers were being heard. And that's a really discouraging place mm-hmm. when you're praying. Mm-hmm. If you're not even confident that you're really being heard and you're not really confident of what to say, it feels awkward and a little um, impersonal. And Mm -hmm. a mentor of mine sat down with me and she said, you know, do you think that is really how God sees you? And I was like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. And she said, well, sometimes what happens when we get tripped up in our intimacy with God, because that's what's at the core of all of this is Mm -hmm. that we would walk intimately with God, not Mm -hmm. that we would do a bunch of things, but that we would relate intimately, that we would abide in Christ all day. So instead of even like set prayer times for me, I have time with the Lord in the morning, but it's like a thing where just like the branch abides in the vine to bear fruit, we we rest in him. We talk to him all day. We um, think about him. We let him pour out love into us. It's like this ongoing love exchange all day. And it's so easy. It's not burdensome or doesn't take work. It's more of this thing of having a heart that's aware of the love of God. And it's this exchange of, God, I give you worship and you fill me with love. Mm-hmm. So anyway, going back to that story, I was talking to my mentor because she was helping me get to that point of seeing that because I was not connected to that truth. I was more in the performance, got to check my boxes. And mm-hmm. she said, you know, well, let's sit with God since he does speak to us through his Holy Spirit to our hearts and ask him what he thinks about you. Because sometimes our biggest barrier in prayer is we believe a lie about how God views us. We mm-hmm. think maybe God's disappointed in me, so I'm going to try harder. Or yeah. maybe I'm not good enough for him. Or maybe I have to clean myself up to come to him. And so he sees me as dirty or used or, you know, I'm ashamed of myself, so I'm distant. And so mm-hmm. it was transformational. And what happened was I um, I believed the lie that God was near, like he's a good provider. But the thought came immediately to my mind that I believe that God is near, but I don't think he's interested in me. And so she said, well, that's Mm. a lie. And the enemy is Mm -hmm. out to kill, steal, and destroy because he's the accuser of us and he's the father of lies. So anytime we have a thought or a feeling about God or about ourselves that doesn't line up with scripture, that is um, the enemy. And so we can know that's a lie. And so we just prayed And Mm -hmm. this is how natural prayer is. Okay, God, would you speak to my heart a truth? And so he spoke to me the truth that he's a good father. He's Mm -hmm. better than any fatherly image that we have ever seen. Because all of us are broken. All of us as parents are broken. Mm -hmm. But he is a perfect father. That literally shifted me in my prayer life where I began to believe that God hears me. And he delights in my voice when I pray. So I think Mm -hmm. I could go through a lot of to-dos or goals or nice suggestions on prayers. And I could just kind of stay on that treadmill of performance, to be honest. Or I could let the Lord speak directly to my heart and say, Francie, I want to speak truth about who you are and who I am. And let that be the starting place for my prayer life. Because unless Mm -hmm. I get that right, who God is, what he's like, which I find in scripture, that he's good, that he's a father, that he's loving and tender to his people, that he's patient, that he is kind and he's long suffering and he's merciful. Unless I get that right, then I'm going to be approaching him, believing lies about his character. Maybe that he Mm -hmm. is mad at me. He's disappointed in me, things like that. So I would say that that has been the most powerful 
turning point in my prayer life is realigning my heart with what God thinks about me and realigning my heart with the truth of what he's like. And then when I pray, it's a completely different story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's huge. The, the, how, what is our view of God also coupled with what is our view of ourselves? Yeah. Because if mm-hmm. either one of those are off, it affects everything, everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I, I think one of the most powerful things similar to that moment that you talked about, about your view of God, I think for the right. most part, I've always had a pretty okay view of God. I mean, it's getting, I mean, okay, sounds horrible. You know, like it, I, ne- I didn't have that same thing where I felt like, oh, God was just mm-hmm. not good or something. I think I've always had a, a positive view of who God is. It's maybe even smaller than it really is. And I'm growing at it being bigger and bigger and bigger every day. But mm-hmm. what was, sh- was such a shift for me was to hear the words that when God looks at me right now in this moment, he sees the righteousness of Christ. And he is pleased because I am in Christ mm-hmm. because I gave, you know, surrendered my life and said, I, I am a sinner in need of grace. And without Jesus, I cannot be in a relationship with God and I cannot spend eternity with God. And so that just realizing that once I am in Christ, there is so much that is true of who I am. And specifically that when God looks at me, he sees the righteousness of Christ. Now, my sin certainly affects my, you know, it's going to affect my prayer life because I don't usually run to him when I feel like I'm in a bad mood or I'm in a bad attitude or I'm in sin. That affects my relationship with him. But the way he sees me is righteous in right standing because I have been justified. I am in right standing with God. So that Mm has just been, I think, with what you're saying and coupled with that, that that really should help us run to the throne of grace, right? Which we are told to do. So what would you add to that, Heather? Uh, I think that's great. Looking at scripture, seeing the characters of God so that we believe truth about who he is and who we are in him. And then like Laura just said, praying scripture as a way to meditate with our heart and not just be so in our mind. Like um, even Frankie yeah. was saying, like, don't, when you read the scripture and your goal, like I was saying, what's effective to you? If your goal is to connect with God, if your goal is to, um, lean less on your strength and more on his, then taking your actual Bible, here's my Bible, and finding scripture. And, it, and the goal is not to get through as much as you can. The goal is mm-hmm. to slowly, verse by verse, start turning off your thoughts and what you think and start turning your heart to him and mm-hmm. l- allowing the scripture to connect your heart with his. And um, mm-hmm. this was another book, Experiencing the Depths of Jesus Christ, which for all of you scared of mystics, don't read it. But it's by um, Madame Gunyon in France, and she uh, was actually imprisoned for her views that we could connect with mm-hmm. God in this intimacy level. And um, she literally, it's, it's written for people in France who couldn't read. So this mm-hmm. would be read to them on how to connect with God. And she was saying, even the simple-minded, even it's even better if you're uneducated, because mm-hmm. nothing will get in your, in your way. Mm-hmm. And that you literally behold the Lord. Um, the mind has a very strong tendency to stray away from the Lord. Uh, make use of the scripture to quiet your mind. It's really simple. Read a passage. When you sense the Lord's presence, um, the content of what you read is no longer important. The scripture has served its purposes, added quieted your mind. It's brought you to him. So mm-hmm. that to me is how I've been using scripture lately in prayer. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I, I think, I, I can't remember if it, I think it was the book um, Praying With Your Eyes Open. And that was something I was going to say later by Richard Pratt. I read it probably a decade ago. And I believe that was the first place that I heard this, un, like this idea of praying scripture back to God in the Psalm, especially that it says, God, you are this, you know, whatever. And just to, just to read it out loud or to pray it in our heads and to agree with what scripture <laughs> says is true about God is a great way. If you are, especially if you're uncertain of how to pray, um, to get past this feeling of, I got to say it the right way. Well, yeah. go to his word and open up a verse that's true about God and say, God, you are this. Thank you for being this, yeah. you know, and that is a powerful, powerful way to pray. And you don't have to worry about all, all the fancy that's language good. or all feeling like you have to be a certain way in a certain tone. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just a great way to pray out loud. So, well, let's transition then our last question to what are some resources you recommend? Heather, you already mentioned Leaving Ordinary, which I actually have a copy of, and this is on my list of to quickly. There we go. Ah. By Donna, Donna Gaines. By Donna. Yes. And um, Donna is a pastor's wife, an SBC pastor's wife. She's a great, great um, leader. And I am super, super excited to do this study soon with my women. Um, Praying with Your Eyes Open, I mentioned, which is by Richard Pratt. And that, that was really, again, trying to get me out of the box of, I have to pray this way and say these words and I have to look like so-and-so and, oh, I got to have my eyes closed too. You know, like you literally can pray with your eyes open, you know? And so, um, just a great, uh, great book. Um, you mentioned Forgotten God also by Francis Chan. Um, would you add any other, did you have any other books that you wanted to mention, Heather? I'm good. Just that. Okay. All right. Mystic what about that. you, Francie? <laughs> what about you, Francie? Would you add any? Um... Yeah, I've got a couple books. Um... Uh-oh. Are you there, Francie? Okay. Yes. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. So this book, um, The Practice of the Presence of God, Brother Lawrence. I would recommend that. Such an easy, quick read. Um, the power of a praying whoever you are. Because they have <laughs> the wife, the mother, the mm-hmm. parent, um, power of praying parent. All of those are really great structures to get us praying the word of God. A good handlebars. Um, another one that I love, I couldn't find it to have in my hand, but is by Henry Nowen. And it's called The Way of the Heart. Mm-hmm. It's Reflections on Prayer, Wisdom, and Silence. And that has been really helpful for me to take the work out of prayer and to get more on the quiet contemplative side where I can be still and know that he's God and I don't have to work to find the right words. I can find that deep place of knowing that I'm abiding in Christ and something happens in your spirit really deep when you can rest and be quiet and know that you are loved and then to live out of that place. So that really helps me again with my performance issues. Cause obviously <laughs> I've mentioned that before I've got performance issues. And so God's been healing me of that and finding that place of quietness before him where I don't have to work to please him. I'm mm-hmm. already pleasing to him cause I'm in him. That's been really freeing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote a book last year, a little tiny, tiny book called The God Experience, and it's free on my website, and it's exactly this stuff, so I'd love to share that with Mm -hmm. you. It's a 10-week guide on how to encounter God in the midst of real-life living. It's it's everyday prayer, a guide to abide, essentially, and um, it's free on my website, the ebook version of it, and I have Mm -hmm. videos that go along with each week, and um, my, my passion is just what Katie's talking about, is just to see that people encounter 
God and the love of God mm-hmm. in the midst of our real life. It's not about church. It's about everyday life with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we. Uh, I led my women through uh, the God experience um I don't know. It's probably been a year ago and it was great. It was just a lot of, there's more than just prayer in there. There's a lot of different things of just looking at how do we experience God in our everyday. And it's very uh, quick read and the videos are very helpful. And um, anyway, that was just a good experience that we had at our church through that. So um, some other um, resources that others are saying is Priscilla Shire's new book, Fervent. Um, Also, the Praying Life by Paul Miller and um, Praying God's Word for Your Life by Kathy Lip. I've heard a lot of good she things about also her. wrote a book for Praying God's Word for Your Husband. That is yeah. like my mm-hmm. favorite Praying for is Your it? Husband book. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've really heard a lot good. of good things, but I think I have a bookmark. Um, I don't, I don't know. I might it's have like one you kind of conference and I get so many comments. Yeah, you just kind of keep it there and it's got scriptures mm-hmm. and different chapters for different. So it's good reference. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Really good. Um, Prayer by Timothy Keller. I know Laura has mm-hmm. mentioned a lot about that book. That's on my list to read. Answering God by Eugene Peterson and What Happens When Women Pray by Evelyn Christensen. Um, and then uh, this was one that I read. It took me forever to read this just because I'm bad at reading. <laughs> I'm trying to be, become more of an adult and read more books. But anyway, this took me a while. Um, but that was me, not her. But this was, I, I like this especially if you feel like you are new to prayer and you feel like I just really don't know what to do. She it's, she shares a lot of her own story and her own spiritual journey um, of just kind of growing up in Christ. But then at the end of each chapter, she gives just some really practical, easy ways to kind of get out of the box. It's called praying upside down. So it's looking at ways to pray that you might not think about. And I thought that was a good resource, especially if you feel like I really don't know how to pray. And I feel like I'm just stuck in my five-year-old prayers, you know, thank you God for this food, you know, yeah. and be with me today. You know, um, this is a great, um, a great place to, mm-hmm. to start. And then um, Laura and I wrote this book. It's no longer in print, but Savoring Living Water, you can get as an ebook at quenchbible.org. And it has a chapter in there, and it's more geared towards specifically how to pray to prepare your heart for the word. But we've got some practical tips in there. It's just like one of those, those uh, is it acts? You know, all of these things are going to give you lots of tools to just try different things out. There's no right or wrong way. It's just moving towards God. And I think that's our heart here is that we hope that you see that, Prayer is not a formula. Prayer is about Mm -hmm. a relationship. There are all these great tools out there that can help you get over the barriers from what keeps you praying or what keeps you in a prayer rut, um, that that's the heart of what prayer is about. It's a, it's, it's a vehicle towards vehicle that we can get in to help us move towards God. So anyway, thank you all for joining us. Thanks Heather and Francie and Laura for joining, um, in the conversation. You've had a lot to add and I'm just so thankful for each of your ministries and especially for your walk with the Lord. And um, anyway, just thank you all so much. Have a great day. Adios. Adios. Thanks for listening to the Focus 15 podcast. You will find the show notes on the blog at katieor.me backslash truth. If you've enjoyed this episode of the Focus 15 podcast, consider leaving a review on iTunes to help others find the show. I'd love it if you check out my Focus 15 Bible studies at focused15.com. And as always, you can find me hanging out and sharing truth on Instagram and Twitter at katieor22.